is you see salespeople who are just showing up and throwing up all over their prospects. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. How would you like to have better sales conversations that are ultimately going to lead to more deals? Now, of course, we all know that your conversations are at the heart of your ability to actually close business. And what I see going on in today's world of selling is really one of two things. One is you see salespeople who are just showing up and throwing up all over their prospects. They're pitching, they're talking about their products or services, they're focused on the features and benefits, and ultimately they're focused on themselves. The other world are the people that are showing up and they're saying, hey, I'd love to understand what keeps you up at night. They're coming in without offering much value and they're trying to engage in a conversation around questions, which is good, but they're not bringing much value to the conversation. And so as a result, buyers are obviously a little bit wary and saying, well, why should I tell you about my challenges? Shouldn't you already know? So I'm going to show you exactly how you get around those key problems. I'm going to show you the three plus keys to sales conversations that close deals. Check it out. Number one, insight. Showing that you have insight to offer is so key to getting that conversation in the first place. We need to establish as salespeople that we have the authority, that we have the value and that we're not just going to be taking, taking, taking from prospects by asking them tons of questions, but instead we're going to be offering them some value at the beginning. This is a really important distinction and it's really about the early part of the conversation, whether it's on the phone or it's face to face at the beginning of the meeting. We want to start by kicking off the conversation with something that's different than just, so what are your biggest challenges or what's keeping you up at night, but instead is really focused on their world on solving their challenges. So step number one within that is about your opening play. How are you actually opening that conversation? Having an opening play is not about using your value proposition, but instead using an approach that really is talking about some of the key challenges that they're seeing in their world. So you might say something like, you know what, George, what I'm seeing happening with a lot of organizations just like yours is the following. Right, And then you're going to list off a couple of those key challenges that you're really seeing are affecting those organizations. What you're going to do then is by starting the conversation that way, you're already saying, hey look, I understand what's going on in your world. We can start a conversation where I can actually get permission really to ask you some questions because I already know what's going on. And that's where this next piece comes in, which is the whiteboard pitch. This is something that we've just started playing around with and it's so incredibly effective. And so a whiteboard pitch is you literally have a small piece of paper or a whiteboard and you're going to just write out using typically we find a matrix of the root challenges that are actually causing those challenges to be an issue for the prospects and then ultimately some pieces of data that you're seeing that 
really are the reason that they're facing those problems in the first place. So again, a whiteboard pitch, and by the way, you could do this on a whiteboard in your prospect's office, you could do it just on a piece of paper, but what you want to do is have something that's really showing that you understand what's going on. So it's really an extension of your opening play where you're focused on their challenges, not the benefits of what you offer or the features or anything about you. It's all about them and what are those key challenges. And then lastly, we want to engage prospects in that conversation, right? So we've done our whiteboard pitch. We've talked about what are some of the key challenges that we're seeing going on in their industry. And now we're engaging with a simple question, something like, do any of these issues ring true to you? Or do you see any of these issues in your world? So you're engaging them in a conversation, whether again, this is face to face in your first meeting, or it could be on the phone, but you're engaging them ultimately with the goal of pulling them into a conversation where now they're starting to talk about their challenges. And when you start asking questions, they're not just going to rush to, Hey, can you just tell me what the price is? Or can you just tell me about the product? Instead, it's, a well-deserved conversation where you've shown that you have expertise and now you're going to be in that doctor role and you're going to understand exactly what's going on, which leads to part number two. Number two, disqualify. Now, if you've ever followed any of my stuff before, you'll know that disqualification is such a big part of really high quality sales conversation. The typical idea that most of us have been taught is that we need to persuade prospects to do business with us. This idea takes that idea and just flips it right on its head. We don't need to persuade people to do business with us. Instead, what we want to do actually is not even qualify prospects, but instead we want to disqualify. We want to come in with that doctor's mindset. We want our salespeople or just ourselves to come in with that doctor's mindset where we're saying to ourselves, is this a fit? And that starts with the first piece, which is understanding their challenges. You've shown some insight, you've brought some value to the conversation, and now you want to dig into those key challenges that the prospect is facing around the areas that you focus on. Of course, you want to understand exactly what those challenges are. And this is where we kind of get into our psychologist armchair mode, right? Where we're just slowing down the conversation and we're just letting them tell us about some of the key challenges that they're facing at the moment. So there are a lot of questions like, help me understand why you say that, or tell me a little bit more about that, or can you give me an example of that, right? So just basic questions that are going to open up the prospect and getting them talking about their key challenges. The next step is to go into cost. We want to understand what is the cost of these challenges. I've played around for years with, do we want to understand what's the upside? Do we want to understand if we're able to solve those challenges? What does it mean? Or do we want to focus on the cost? And we've come back to this idea that cost is so important because people will do so much more to stop from losing something than they will to actually go out and gain something. So if you tell someone, hey, I have a great opportunity for you, they're like, uh, okay, I'm interested, maybe. But if you say, hey, I can actually tell you a way to stop from losing what you currently have, that's going to be a lot more compelling to them. So we wanna understand what's the cost of the challenges that they've just told us. What does this mean to the organization? So simple questions like, you know what, George, help me understand what do these challenges actually cost in the organization? 
Or if you were able to solve this, what would it mean in additional revenue? You can look at it both ways, but you want to understand and you want to get a dollar value of what's really the cost of those challenges. And by the way, if the cost of these challenges isn't much, it's not worth it, right? Now we know it's time to eject. This is a disqualification moment. We're done. But if they're saying, oh yeah, actually, you know, these challenges are costing our organization millions of dollars in lost productivity or millions of dollars in uh, lost employees or whatever it is, right? Now we know we're having a really valuable and focused conversation around the things that really matter. The next piece within disqualify that I just want to focus on, the last one, I'm just giving you an overview here, but is understanding their drive. We want to know what is actually driving them right? What's in it for them, right? One of my mentors used to always say, prospects listen to one radio station and one radio station only, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me, right? What is in it for them? Why do they care about solving these challenges? How does it affect them personally? We want to understand how is that kind of the, the wound that they have, right? Is that actually hurting them or is it just more about the organization? And you know what? Quite frankly, it's not a top priority. We want to understand their drive, what's really pushing them. And so you might ask a question like, you know, behind every corporate objective is a personal objective. Help me understand what is causing you to be so focused on this issue? Or how is this issue affecting you personally? Right, And that's where we go from really high level to just in the weeds, right? And this is where you start to get things like, oh, well, if we don't solve this, I'm gonna be in a lot of trouble, right? I could be in risk of losing my job. And now you're having a conversation that they really care about. We're going to be ultimately avoiding so many of the objections down the road because they've already told you how important it is to them. So if later they're like, oh, you know, it's really not a priority right now, you can say, well, George, you just told me earlier that if you don't solve this, you might be in risk of actually losing your job. Help me understand what's going on. Right now you understand so much more. Number three, solve. In order to have effective conversations, you need to show the prospect that you can actually solve their problems. This is really important to understand where we are in the sales process, right? We've already shown insight, We've disqualified people to the point where we know that this person at this point is a good fit, and now we're demonstrating that we can solve their problems. And that's where a case study presentation comes in. People are persuaded so much more by stories. If you start to throw out tons of facts or features and benefits, or you're trying to tell them the solution, they're much more likely to actually resist. But when you tell them a case study or a story where maybe there were results as a result of that story, now they're engaged in the conversation. They can't fight with the facts of a story. So we want to be using case studies in our presentation, particularly at the early part of the presentation, as a way to demonstrate how our solution will help their organization. So that means mentioning what were some of the earlier challenges that maybe this other client was facing, and then what was ultimately done, and then what were the results? It's a very simple, basic approach to a case study. And by the way, these don't have to be written out. These could just literally be some stories that you share, or of course you can have printed out PDFs, you can do all of that. 
Ultimately, you want to have some case studies that you can reference in your presentation in terms of telling them a story of what we're going to do. Sandra, let me tell you a story about what we did with a client that was somewhat similar to you. Now you go into the story and now they're so much more engaged with that conversation. The next piece within Solve is dealing with objections. If you have done a good job up until now, you're not going to be getting a lot of objections. The key to handling objections is to avoid them in the first place. Be strong upfront in the disqualification process and you're going to have far fewer objections. But even so, even at the end, there's still a chance that you're gonna have one objection or two if you've done a good job up until now. And so this is the place where you don't want to get into an arm wrestling match. You want to really understand why they're sharing an objection. So maybe they say something like, you know what, Mark, the price is much more than I had expected. Now, most salespeople are going to start defending that price as soon as they hear an objection like that. But my first approach is to say, you know what, George, really appreciate you sharing that. Help me understand, why do you say that in the first place? We want to clarify exactly what they mean and why they're saying that. And so now we start in a conversation and we can really unpack what they're most focused on. And they might say, oh, well, you know, I really didn't expect this or that. And now you're starting to get a more clear picture of what they really care about. Because we want to remember, most objections are really just smoke screens. And we want to understand what they really care about. Oftentimes it's not about price, but instead it's that they don't feel like maybe what you've put forth is actually going to solve the problems. And so they do care about budget because they're not convinced that what you're going to do is actually going to solve the challenges that they have. You want to take objections in stride and always almost like a hostage negotiator. You don't want to instinctually just fight back when you hear an objection, but instead take it in, slow it down, understand what they most care about, and then bring the conversation back around to what they really care about. Oftentimes in the objections moment, they can actually lead to a lot more really high quality questions where you can unpack and learn more things about the prospect that you never knew before. So there are the three plus keys to sales conversations that close deals. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.